Welcome to another edition of the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I am joined by Erica Yates, who draws from over 11 years of legal marketing experience for her role as firm-wide director of business development at Burr & Foreman. She oversees the firm's business development team and its objective to assess, propose, implement, and execute successful strategic initiatives for practice, industry group, individual, and client team growth. Erica, great to have you with us. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit more about your firm. We are a southeastern-based firm, a little over 300 attorneys, 10 offices in six states. We are full service with a specialty in financial institutions, manufacturing, and the healthcare industries. Our department is a team of nine. We've got five who focus solely on the marketing communication side and then three and a half or four who are on the BD side. Great. And that team oversees how many lawyers? 300. 300. Very good. So uh, in your role overseeing this team of nine, uh, you surely find yourself doing a lot of guiding, managing, mentoring. What do you find are the kinds of messages that you most often deliver to them to help them be as effective in their role as possible? I think most importantly is I always tell them to not to be afraid to ask questions. Um, I think whatever role you're in, whatever level of seniority you have, you have to ask good questions and you can't be afraid thinking that, oh, the attorney will think I'm silly if I don't have the answer to this question because we can't do our jobs well unless we understand the attorney's needs. And so I stress that all the time. Just ask the question. Make sure you understand what it is that they need from you so that you can provide the service. I think that's such an important point. It's very easy in the context of a law firm where you've got a lot of high-performing, very intelligent people everywhere to uh, be inhibited by the concept of asking what you might think is a stupid question or something that you should really know the answer to. And so, you know, this does create uh, sometimes a disconnect between um, someone's full potential and and what they're actually performing. So I appreciate that that perhaps very fundamental piece of advice still needs to be reinforced uh, at any firm and that that's something that you've taken on. Yeah, I mean, it seems very simple, but every day, you know, you get into situations with attorneys who are, you know, incredibly talented, very smart Um, very good at what they do, and so to be in that room with them, especially for some of the more junior um, marketing or business development professionals, they shy away or or, are afraid to ask that question. And so as simple as it may seem, it's good to be reminded that. There's an initiative that you're working on that uh, I know you're particularly passionate about, and I want to dig into this a little bit. It has a lot to do with how you and your team are promoting the efficacy of business development among your lawyers. Can you speak to your women's initiative? Sure, I would love to. This is our second year in our women's initiative, and we've called it Burr Women in Business. We named it this specifically because the program is designed to really focus on business development for female attorneys. Uh, Last year, we went through a year-long session with a consultant named Jane Dorenzo Piggott, where she came in and did four sessions, quarterly sessions, 
on the differences between how women attorneys approach business development, how men approach it, and then finding that way for our female attorneys to have a comfortable way to approach business development and really bringing to light you know, the differences in the approaches, but also highlighting the, the strengths that women have when it comes to business development and kind of bringing those out so that women see, okay, we don't do it like the men, and that's okay. We have strengths in certain areas and, you know, compassion and empathy and all these other things and creating meaningful relationships, which is what it's all about. And so that was the first piece, um, very successful. And then this year we are focusing more internally on business development plans for the individual women, but also by office. So each office is getting together and putting together a business plan just for their women in that, in that office. What we've done is we kicked it off in January where my team did a training session for the women on how to make a good business development plan and what are the pieces that go into it, what's realistic, setting goals that are manageable. Then from there, each office broke off on their own and with our guidance, put together a business plan with budget, came back together, and one of the pieces that was a common thread throughout the offices was that they wanted to do prospect events. And so this last session, which was actually this week, was specifically on how to maximize your ROI on events. And so we went through that with them, got them all set, and then next is for them to go out and have these events and you know, implement the things that they learned and we'll work with them all the way through the follow-up and then have some direct ROI to show down the road. Sure. What other distinctions have you discovered that the women in your group have uh, learned as a course of participating in it? Well, there was a fair amount of discussion about how men approach business development and how men are much more likely to just go ask for the business. And I think through this program, our women have gained confidence that that is something that they can do. And they are now equipped with tools on how to go about doing that. And it's just been very empowering for them. So what are some of the ways that you're encouraging them to think about maximizing ROI? This is always the challenge and the question that we ask in every one of these podcasts, how, how to tie business development and marketing initiatives to that ultimate ROI. Not always an easy line to draw. Uh, what kinds of distinctions are being shared with your Burr Women in Business group to help them draw that line? It's definitely not an easy line to draw. Um, and we will have to see down the road you know, what it actually looks like. But what we're telling them to focus on, specifically with this event piece, is you have to have goals and a strategy going into any event, whether it's a client or prospect reception or a sponsorship. Then once you get there, you have an agenda and you meet the people you need to meet. You make the connections that you want to make. But the thing that we kept stressing is it's the follow-up. You, know, you, you have to have follow-up or you might as well not have even gone to the event or spent money on the event. You know, we're educating them on, okay, 
let's not do a sponsorship because we've always done it. We really are taking a hard look at sponsorships this year in terms of how much they cost. Is there, do you have a strategic plan of approach? Are people going to attend? Um, and really driving home the cost of the event or sponsorship and then tying to it, okay, on the follow-up, on the back end, here's what we have to do because we spent this money. And down the road, we'll be following up with you know, each woman or each office and saying, okay, we did X, Y, and Z like we said we would. What have we gotten out of it? And really, the goal is to look at new clients brought in or new business. I mean, that's the clearest way to see ROI. But we also want to encourage them for their efforts. So we look at, okay, how many of the things that you said you were going to do, did you do? And then accountability, there's an accountability piece, and we want to reward them on their efforts as well. Hmm, that's great. You know, I was sharing with you earlier that um, my company ha- has gotten involved in the Women Leaders Forum, which is an initiative that Kim Stewart launched last year for uh, women at the firm who don't necessarily have the benefit of a structured women's initiative like you have at Burr. And one of the things that they are always asking for is more assistance with business development, because while we are in an era where certainly gender sensitivity is higher than it's ever been in the workplace, uh, that alone is not enough to get a seat at the table. Ultimately, it's the business drivers that are going to have a voice at that table, whether they are male or female. And so I really applaud this effort and the focus and the emphasis that you've placed on business development within your women's initiative. It isn't just a peer group. It isn't just a support group. It really is a group of professionals who are working together to identify those distinctions that are most relevant to them as women business developers. I think that's great. Could you share one or two of the distinctions that you've uh, discovered through this process? I think one of the most obvious differences that I've seen, clearly a lot of women have more outside-of-work obligations with families and, and all of that. And so the ability to do business development at all hours of the day is not necessarily a luxury that they have. So I think even just having them come together and talk about things like that has been helpful and that they are now like, you know what, I'm going to use my lunch hour and I'm going to do one client development thing once a week on my lunch hour Um, and really understanding that they can make it work for them just because they might have obligations after work and early in the morning, they can figure out how to make it work and it doesn't, it's not cookie cutter. Um, I think so many people are in the mindset that, oh, you know, you've got to go to a baseball game or go golfing, and that's not it. And what we've seen with the women is that it's a much more, there's just an automatic bond, I think, when women are doing business development with other women. It's kind of like a we know we're in the same boat type of thing and very supportive and kind of nurturing, but it works. And I think one of the things that the women like about hearing about all of this is that it is authentic. It's more about go out, meet people, see who you connect with, you know, what do you have in common? And um, I think that's a big relief for the women. So, you know, number one, that they can kind of 
tailor it to their life and, and their availability, but number two, that it is genuine and it's not cheesy. And I think those are two of the things that have really resonated with them. I love it. Well, it's uh, really exciting to hear the work that you're doing at the firm and especially through this initiative, and I wish you continued success with it. I have one last question for you. Where do you personally go uh, for your own inspiration, business intelligence, or programs that help you become better in your role? Do you find that there are conferences or roundtables or other venues that uh, provide the same kind of uh, uplift for you? I'm always drawn to anything that can tie the business world into the legal world. And what I mean by that is I feel like law firms, they're business, but they're run very, very differently than corporate America. And so I like to learn about applying tactics from the corporate world into the legal world. And one of the conferences that I went to last year, it was the first conference for this group, was LexisNexis's Accelerate Conference. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that information there was, it, it was more about business processes and legal project management and utilizing tools to be more efficient. All of those things that I feel law firms really could benefit from. So I really enjoyed that conference and I'm, I'm going back again this year. I also, along that same line, I I like reading the Harvard Business Journal because, again, it is the business world and it's just so interesting how you can tie a lot of it into the legal world and think about it from a very strategic, methodical way. So that just gets me thinking about things in a different way and how can we apply the things that are working to my law firm. And then lastly, I, I get a lot of information on industry trends from Strategies magazine. And that's how I kind of keep up with the trends. Yeah, very good. Well, Erica, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having this conversation with you, hearing about some of the things that you're doing at the firm and the structure, especially that you're bringing to this women's initiative. I am sure that you're going to find it to be uh, a really fruitful endeavor. Uh, definitely a, a great use of uh, the firm's energies, and I applaud your your business orientation. I'm sure that that is servicing not only the women but the men and everybody at the firm who has the opportunity to work with you. So thank you for sharing your thoughts and uh, for sharing them with the listeners. Thank you for having me.